All right, everybody, welcome into another Auburn Live Modcast. I'm Justin Hokinson, joined as always by Cole Pinkston and Jeffrey Lee. Jeffrey will be in in just a minute. Cole, what's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm just trying to fight through a little cold here. Uh, good thing we have an away game this week, I guess, right? Yeah. Other than that, all is good. Good. Yeah, maybe it's that time of year. I don't know. My daughter's a little bit congested. I don't know if something's just going around. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and make sure to go check out AuburnLive.com. If you're not, um, we're still running the special, I believe. A dollar gets you a month, and then annual subscriptions are half off. I think that's still going on. I don't know. They kind of start these things, and then I'm not sure how long they last. But just go do it, and you can blame it on me if it's not if it's not correct. Um, <laughs> but go check it out. A bunch of good coverage from this week heading into – uh, the Cal game, a lot of good stuff on on what Hugh Freeze and players have said. Um, a lot of coverage on on kind of what we think of this Auburn football team, team through week one. Um, some scouting reports, some look-aheads to what to expect in this Cal game. Um, even got a little basketball story up there as the SEC released the basketball schedule for 23-24. So now we know not only who Auburn's playing but when. Um, and, and as the Auburn basketball season is – Right around the corner, I went to practice the other day, Cole, and um, it's fun. I enjoy this time of year where I cover football, but then can pop over and watch basketball practice. It's it's um it's a cool time of the year, but they're a fun group to be around so far. A lot of energy, so basketball man is is going to be here in a heartbeat. All right, let's uh let's get into this Cal game, man. Let's see where the point spreads at. I think yesterday was about six and a half points for Auburn. It's probably. Probably about the same. What is it, Zach? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? I think it's still six and a half. Six and a half. Um, Auburn is six and a half point favorite. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. The app that it normally is decided to take all day to load. <laughs> there it is. 54 and a half over, over under. Um, obviously, we get the news about Austin Keys. We did not have that news when you and I recorded earlier. So we get the news about Austin Keys um, being out due to a thumb injury. Don't know exactly what the injury is. Some kind of thumb injury that required surgery. And so Austin Keys is going to miss some time after surgery, um, probably you know a month or more. A lot of it depends. That's a tough. That's a tough injury. It sounds minor when you're talking about a thumb injury. It sounds minor. But for a linebacker, when you're talking about tackling, wrapping up, getting off blocks, that, 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 if you're talking about having a club or having to wrap that thing up, that becomes that becomes an issue. Cole, what do you make of that injury um, in terms of not only how long they're going to miss him, who do you think steps up? What does that push, put a lot of pressure on Wesley Steiner now to like step back up to the plate? What do you make of that position without Austin Keys for a little bit? Um, you know, he didn't have the best performance, I guess, in week one, but I don't think that's totally his fault. Obviously, he was dealing with that. Um, I think it hurts for for a linebacker group that needed a guy like him who's played some football, especially in the SEC. So, gosh, that was a tough injury. I hated to hear that. Um, and trust me, hey, I know what it's like to play with a club. I played with one my entire 10th grade year in high school on, on this hand right here. Broke my hand and all that. I didn't have surgery, though, so that's a totally different ball game. Um, you know, I think, uh, it's a good thing that Asante and Nixon look pretty good in their first outing because yeah. otherwise I would be, I mean, 
it would almost be detrimental if that didn't happen, right, to the defense. Yeah. Uh, but I think those two guys are decent or at least good enough and should get better as it goes on. So I think that's a good good thing with all of this. Yeah, it was a blow. It's one of those positions that we've talked about that uh, – there he is. What's up? There's Jeffrey. I think, do we got him, Zach? Is Jeffrey in there? I think having some connection issues there. Okay. We'll let him pop in when it, when it, when all that gets good. Um, but yeah, Cole, that, that position, that linebacker's position is one of those that we talked about, um, as already being suspect in terms of not really knowing what, what you've got there. And then on top of that, the depth is an issue too. I mean, I don't think you really felt really, really good about he's Nixon, Asante, um, or Riley. I think there's, they're capable guys, but none of them have really, um, stepped up to the plate in, in a, in a, in a way that makes you feel like you got a stud there. And then, so then you start talking about a depth issue as well. And so an injury there after game one is, is brutal. I am broadcasting live from Red's little schoolhouse here in Grady, I, I, Alabama. I thought that chalkboard looked familiar. Like, man, I've been there before. Yeah. Hey, uh, how, uh, before I, lose connection or anything, man. Have y'all uh, have y'all looked over prize picks this week? No, we haven't. We just started talking about Austin Keys. We were talking Zach was saying um before we started that it looked like they didn't have any Auburn players again. So uh uh yeah man they it, it, they they have them it didn't show until um late Friday or early Saturday. Uh but uh, they did have some ended up having some I played some combo squares. Um but let me uh let me get everybody who hasn't uh, signed up for prize picks, man. This yeah, is uh, about it. we love it. We love it here on the show. We love we love playing uh, playing on it. Uh, it's, it's real money. Uh, it's picks, not so much bets, anyway. But uh, the great thing about prize picks is they match uh, all first time users. They uh, the match your deposit up to a hundred dollars if you use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word, all caps. Uh, you pick two to six players, uh, and if they go more or less than the prize pick projection, you uh, you went up to twenty five percent of your money on any entry. Now in Alabama, you're going to be uh, picking combo squares. Uh, going to be picking combo squares. I think that's what I did last week. I picked Peyton Thorne and uh, can't remember the other quarterback, but I had to go uh, and uh, so. But uh, but prospects, man, give them a try. Uh, let me see what they got this week. What are some of the bigger games this weekend, fellas? Texas, Bama. Uh, uh, Texas, Bama, Colorado, Nebraska. Oh, here's a good I'm a big Shador. Ole Miss Tulane. I'm a big Shador Sanders fan after watching him last week. Uh, of course, I've only watched him play one game. Uh, but they've got him, his passing total, uh, passing yards totals at 315 and a half. We saw him pass for more than 500 yards last week against uh, uh, TCU. Uh, but they uh expecting him to come back down to earth a little bit. So 315 and a half, his passing yards against Nebraska. <sighs> Listen. I think this is a trap game for Colorado. I really do. Uh, I would probably uh, tend to go under on that. So everybody take over and you'll win. I promise. I miss <laughs> some just uh, uh, about everything. Uh, here's Jalen Milrow, 210 yards passing against Texas. Two, hmm. 210 and a half, more or less. Uh, let me see if they get any rushing yards uh, for Auburn. A couple of Illinois, Jeff Sims. They've got a lot more this week um, than they did last week as far as SEC. And listen, prize picks. Download the app. Uh, uh, again, 
use the promo code War Eagle, all caps, one word, and they will match up to $100 your first deposit. And then you go in there and pick a square, uh, pick a couple of squares, and play that. Uh, it makes the the day a little bit more interesting. No doubt. Yeah, that Alabama Texas game is going to be interesting with uh with Milrow. Two ten passing yards for Milrow. Oh, I don't know. I don't know much of. I mean, I don't know about Texas. I kind of want to go over. I think Milrow might might surprise some people. Um, what about Michael Pratt? You said Tulane Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, I'd be a good one. Michael Pratt's two sixty five and a half. They're expecting that that game to be airing it out. I wouldn't be surprised either way on that one. My oh, yeah, Ole Miss is two sixty five and a half. Um, Quinn Ewers, Texas, two fifty and a half against Bama. Oh, I'd go under. I'd go under on that. So you well, got Quinn Ewers at two two fifty and a half, and you got uh, Jalen Milrow at two ten and a half. Less. What's Milrow's rushing yards? Let's see if they've got him down here. Let's see. They don't have a rushing total for him. Hmm. Yeah, they do too. Fifty-two and a half. More. Yeah, I lean more. I take less on the row. I take more on the passing for years. Even though I'm doing that, I still have Bama winning the game. I know that makes no sense, but uh, that's how I'm playing it. What's the line on that game? Do you know? Seven? I believe it's half. I think seven. Six and a half, Alabama. I uh, did, did y'all talk about uh, Austin Keys, me and Al. Yeah, we talked about I, Austin I, Keys. I heard Cole and I. I... Yeah, I heard Cole talking about Austin Keys didn't look very good last week, so it's not like a huge hit. Yeah, I mean Cole, he, he was. He, he had a he had a couple of good moments. He had a couple of moments that weren't great, but I think it is a huge hit just because of the experience and everything that he brings. Um, okay. I mean, look, you you don't have many options in that linebacker room now. If we're being honest, that's that's the problem. So, I, I'm I am concerned about that. Who will, who will replace him? Eugene Asante, Larry Nixon. Wesley Steiner, Cam Riley, they'll be your four all year. Uh, maybe Robert Woodyard jumps in there and starts getting some reps. Uh, but but those are the four. Yeah, I think Larry Nixon will be the guy in the middle. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if, if Asante can play some middle too. Cam's still getting used to his weak side position. I don't see him playing in the middle. But is Asante – I think Asante's a smart enough player. I just don't know how many reps he got in the middle during fall. It was basically – you know, Nixon and and and, uh, and Keys were in the middle. So I don't know how many reps Asante got, how comfortable they feel potentially moving him over in the middle. You've got Wesley Steiner there. He's probably played a little bit of both. Wesley Steiner was banged up this fall, so he he missed time with a yellow jersey a lot. I think that's why he fell down the depth chart a little bit. Plus, I don't think he's that good. He's okay. Um, I think the other question is, does do they feel like the depth overall at linebacker by losing one, if Asante potentially is a guy that you move now into the middle some, do you move anybody down? Are you are you concerned about the position as a whole? Do you even tinker with – is it too early to tinker with – do you move Zion Puckett? Do you move Terrence Love? Is it too early to tinker with moving somebody down into that linebacker position? I don't know. I mean, if, if you think Love is a, is a safety, I would hate to move him down. 
and take away reps at safety to play third string linebacker just in emergency situations. I don't know. It could be a little early to start moving guys down, but and, and Puckett, I don't know. He's physical, but he's not a linebacker either. He's kind of, I mean, he, I don't I don't think that would go very well. But uh, I, I don't know. Somebody asked that on the board, and I was like, I, I don't really know. I don't really know if it's if they're going to go to that and start tinkering and moving guys. I don't think so yet. I don't think you need to do that yet. No, I, I think it's too early for that. I, I think you have enough right now. The problem is this week, and you don't really think of California as a rushing team. For some reason, when I think of them, I think of a you know heavy passing offense. But if if you stop their run, they're going to be in trouble, California. problem is their run game is really good. All right, they got a veteran offensive line and an awesome running back. So this is really not the week you want to be down at linebacker, and that's you know that's a concern for me going in. But I think that they're going to be able to play with them up front and keep those big gains to short gains, and then you get them in passing situations. And I actually like Auburn's pass rush right now. I think it's not bad. So you know, get them in that situation, you're going to be okay. Let me ask a question on a couple of guys. Do we expect Jalen McLeod to play? I think somebody asked on the board, and my answer was in, in the ask that answered piece that said AuburnLive.com. My answer was, uh, I believe Jalen McLeod, Nehemiah Pritchett, Nick Marner, J.D. Rim, I think all those guys will be available if Auburn wants them to be to play. I think they all practice this week. I think they'll all be there. If Auburn wants them to play, I think they'll play. If it were the Iron Bowl, I think they'd play. Okay. I think it just – you know, I think it's maybe a game time decision. Maybe if I think it's up to them on whether they want. I think they need McLeod. Need to get him out there. He needs to go ahead and play, even if he's not 100%. Get him out there. But I think they're available if Auburn needs them, which I think is is the important part. Do I think they're 100%? No, probably not. I mean, after being banged up, you're coming back. You're probably not completely 100%, but you're probably pretty close. What about the running back room? I've been off today, off and on. What's the latest with Jarquez? I haven't gotten a straight – well, I, I haven't gotten a, a, a firm answer. I heard on Wednesday that he was going to play, but okay. I didn't feel good enough to, to report it. Um, and I guess me saying it, that does not count. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I hear I you. Think I, I will say this, too. Yeah. I, I, I've heard the same thing, and that was from a, yeah. uh, a running back on the team believes Jarquez Hunter will play Saturday. And I can't imagine he's traveling, which he he is apparently on the travel roster. I can't imagine a scenario where you where you're going to take Jarquez Hunter across the country and then go, but you're not playing. I mean, I, I get he's a veteran guy, and I guess there's there's something to be said about travel with the team and be there for moral support. But man, to ask a kid to do everything and travel across the country to California and then go stand on the sideline doesn't seem like a likely scenario. I'll be but very curious to see him. I mean, he'll be – he'll be – say something. Jarquez Hunter is like – I think a lot of people, because of the in, in, sort of is he going to play, is he not going to play, um, didn't play the first game. And then, and then on top of that, we heard so much about Damari Austin in fall camp, and rightly so. He played well. He's a leader. All the great things that Damari brings. I think people are forgetting how good Jarquez Hunter is. I heard a lot of people going into the season saying stuff like, well, Damari's as good as Jarquez. Maybe. Maybe. But 
I, I feel like that's kind of one of those things where the backup gets a lot of attention and the hype around what can be with a guy. Jarquez Hunter is a supremely talented player. And I think if he gets in there with that offense, his ability to break tackles, catch out of the backfield, and you know he's going to be ready to go. If he plays Saturday after missing some fall camp and sort of being down in the dumps and missing the UMass game, that dude is going to be ready to go against Cal. Like, he's going to be ready to, to bust out. Yeah, they, they need him. I mean, he, he's a he, he's the guy that when things break down a little bit, he's the guy that can pop out of there and make a big play. And, and to me, Damari Austin is a really sound running back. I thought a lot of things he did in the first week were very good. But I don't know if he's comfortable enough yet, you know, with game reps. I mean, he's played in one game, really, to to be that guy that can break these big games. And they're going to need that. I mean, they're going to need points. I truly believe that Auburn is going to have to outscore Cal to an extent this week. So <laughs> that that is uh, – I really don't worry about the running back room. With or without Jarquez, I think the running back room is okay. Especially, I know it's one game. I know it's just a couple carries. Guys, Jeremiah Cobb, I, I've I've felt the same way about him since the first time I saw him in 10th grade. He's a star, okay? I just believe that. I think he's going to find his way to getting some more carries, whether Jarquez is there or not. So I just – I think that running back room is, is very deep, and, and I think that's the least – that's the position I'm least worried about right now. Yeah, I think what, – what do you guys make of – Speaking of running backs, what do we make of Jaden Knox's comments? Jaden Knox on Wednesday says um, that he was trying to kind of hammer home to his team that the name on the jersey, talking about Auburn, is not what it used to be. Um, Hey, what they're showing on film is not uh, a traditional Auburn team, or what they're showing on film is nothing dominant and nothing to be scared of. Um, and kind of making reference to don't worry about the name on the on the jersey. Um, yeah, the, the reputation doesn't. Like, yeah, the reputation doesn't live up. Basically, is what, how I kind of read that. Yeah. Listen, what, what do we make of that? I really don't care. I understand where he's coming from. He's got to do things to. Uh, and, and, and to be honest with you, he's probably right. I mean, I think. What, 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 I didn't have a problem with it. No, I, I don't either. I, I thought I, I kind of understood where he's coming from. He, yes. He's 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 telling his guys, you know, look, if you're worried about the brand name Auburn, don't be, because that's the a great way to lose this game is to go in worried about it. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it was a shot at Auburn. I think it was a shot at at a school that's supposed to be better than you, right? saying, hey, you know, y'all are going to sit here and worry about this all week. This is not what we should be worried about. We've seen them on film, and we can take them. I think that's totally fine for your star running back to say. I have no problem with that at all. And then he goes in the press conference, and he's like, when we win the game. And I was like, all right, okay. Now you're giving a little fuel here. That's where you start giving some fuel to Auburn. <laughs> so, you know, I see both sides there. Yeah, I think, I, think, I mean, that. I have no problem with confidence. Nobody, nobody wants their player to not be confident. But, but I, I, I'm, I'm of the, the, the mind that saying those things in public is stupid. It's like Cam Stutz last year before Georgia saying, "If we just do our job, we can dominate them," or whatever he said. And you're like, dude, 
what are you talking about? Just compliment the other team. Be like, yeah, it's going to be a great challenge. And then say all that stuff in the locker room. I don't, I, there's nothing to gain from saying that in, in public to me. Um, it just It's just pointless to say it when we win and – and and I don't disagree with them, by the way. Auburn's rush defense was terrible last year, and we have no idea if it's going to be good this year. Um, I don't disagree with his assessment of of Auburn's run, you know, rush defense. It's just kind of a nonsensical thing to say out loud. It's just pointless. It's, un, it's like an unforced error. You give give the other team a little bit of a little bit of juice. But when it comes down to it, Auburn's going to have to go out there and get off blocks and execute and tackle and. I haven't seen enough of that to, to think that – like, that dude's going to get yards. I don't know how many he's going to go for, but he's he's going over 100. Is he going to go for buck 50? Maybe. Maybe. Auburn can still win if he does that, but that dude's going to go for some yards. I completely agree. The weakness right now that we've seen through, what, four quarters of play, wow, are actually really about two and a half when they started putting everybody else in. But the rest run defense, and when you've got a competent offensive run game against you, like Cal does, presumably after one game again, uh, but that dude, uh, he's a good running back. They've got a passing attack as well, to keep you honest, up front. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is – I think, Cole, what did you say? Auburn's going to have to outscore them? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly I how so. I feel. I don't know what the over-under is on the game. If the, if the line is five and a half, six, maybe even up to seven. Uh, but I would expect maybe a you know a thirty five, thirty one, thirty you know in in the thirties. But I wouldn't be surprised if both ends were in the thirties. Zach in the back says fifty four and a half. What's that? Thirty to twenty four. Yeah, I, I, I'd actually be surprised. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. If Auburn holds them under thirty, again, I've seen four quarters highlights of the four quarters. So I don't know much about this team. I know what they did last week. But if Auburn holds them what? under thirty. It'll be a it'll be a win. I know this from studying Cal all week. They they okay. struggled a little bit with the pass. Uh, I, they're not they're not the team that's going to throw it deep on you. They they threw several screens. I mean, trying to get their running back out in space. If they couldn't hand it off to him, they're going to throw a screen to him. Okay, that that that's their game plan. They want to get it to number one. That's Jaden Ott. They have a couple other playmakers, but really. They don't trust their quarterbacks yet, or it doesn't seem like to throw it downfield, or maybe they don't trust the pass protection. I'm not sure what it is, uh, but there there are some weaknesses in this offense. I think Auburn could have some success against. I, I think that the aggressive nature of Ron Roberts and the way that he was trying to show his blitz and all that, I think that could be good against this offense. Here's the problem I have. I know for a fact, as good as Jay Knott is, and as good as Cal's offensive line seems to be. There are better offensive lines and running backs and quarterbacks and receivers on the schedule for Auburn. That's where I start to get concerned because this this is a test, but you got big tests coming. So if you can't handle this offense, you know that's that's where I look at it and go, gosh, that seven and five. I said it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough season if your defense can't pull it together and get that stuff stopped. Yeah, we got to see. Him be we got to give him a chance in the ball room. Uh, we got to give him a chance to go out there and, and stop him. I, I actually is is critical as I was about Auburn's first game against CMS, and not really critical. Just, just I'm not going to sit here and, and and pump sunshine over beating UMass exactly how you were supposed to beat them. 
But I do, I do think that um, I think Auburn can hold them in check somewhat. Like I liked Auburn's ability to create some negative plays. I liked Auburn's ability to create a couple of turnovers. If Jalen McLeod can go, even if he's not 100%, can he give you a little extra juice? I'm sure Ron Roberts held some things back. I mean, you're talking about those starters are going to play hopefully three-plus quarters at all game. Should be a competitive game. A lot of aggressive, a lot of blitzing. Like, I think Auburn's defense can go out there and get the job done and hold them to 24 points, assuming the offense doesn't turn the ball over or do some stupid things. I think the only, my, my bigger question mark is Auburn's passing game. And if, if they can't stop Cal, if Cal starts running the ball and Auburn is just mis, misaligning the same way they were against UMass and Cal starts scoring points, is Auburn's offense comfortable enough yet to go score 38 on the road. New quarterback, new receivers, new scheme, um, still trying to understand the whole RPO game. You hear Hugh Freeze talk about the receivers still trying to understand routes, spacing, and landmarks. Are they comfortable enough and confident enough in the entire offensive operation, the entire passing game operation, to go score, go back and forth with the team, and know that it's fine, we'll go get a touchdown. Defense, it's fine, we'll go get another touchdown. We'll go score 38 points. I don't know, like, can they be under that pressure and go execute and go put up 35, 38 points? Uh, that's what I'm curious to see because some of that's going to take the passing game executing. And so I think they are, but I'm but I'm not sure yet. It could be that kind of game. But I think Auburn's absolutely capable of going in and winning this game 38-24. Where, where I might seem a little bit negative when it comes to the defense I think I'm almost a little more positive than I usually am about the offense. I feel pretty good about the offense. I like the way it looked. I like the operation. I thought it was smooth. I thought Peyton Thorne did a lot of good things. Running back room is strong. Offensive line looks good to me. I, there's just a lot of things I like about the offense right now. And I know they're going to keep getting better. And they didn't show a lot at all. They did two – guys, I've scripted the plays. They did two drop back passes, two. In the whole game, everything else was either RPO or play action. So that tells me there's so much more to the passing game, and I, I like the weapons they have at receiver. I want to see Fairweather. I know they probably didn't throw it to him too many times on purpose. I think they will throw it to him. I, I just think the offense can outscore Cal, and, and they're going to have to do that a lot this season. I think that's that's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're gonna have to win some games. But they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to go score 35 and be comfortable playing in that, playing in that, um, that type of game where you're like, well, we're gonna have to go score 38. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. get ready. And I think Saturday. There are gonna be those games. Yeah. I mean, look at some of the offense. Man. I'm with Cole. Ole Miss, Arkansas, yeah. KJ Jefferson, like. Mm-hmm. Did I lose y'all? No, you're good. Okay, I completely agree. So, again, we watched four quarters, two and a half, if you watch the starters. Um, but at no point in that game did I ever go, oh, man, this offense, ooh, man, they're going to have to fix that. I, I never said that. Uh, and the only thing I did say about Auburn in that first, again, two and a half quarters was the run defense to open the to open the game. I mean, they took the ball down the field. And after that, they kind of settled in. Uh, I think Justin made a good point. The negative plays, I think that helps the forcing the turnovers. That's always a big, big deal. Uh, and even the special teams, dude. I mean, there was no botched kicks. There were punt, re- there were big punt returns. There were big kick returns. There was nothing yep. about the coverage units were fine. 
There was nothing about the special teams that went, oh. Um, there was nothing about offense. And I went, oh, the only thing that really – and I think this is it's not like a hot take or anything, but I think consensus uh, for the people that watched this, uh, watched this team against UMass was, man, that front seven, uh, you know, it was uh, some highs and lows there. And that was kind of the only aspect of this football program in the first game that people had mm, those little wishy-washy feelings about. I'm with Cole. Uh, I, I didn't see Peyton Thorne running for his life. You know, uh, he had decent pro- protection. Cole, he said, wait, two, two drop-back passes. I tell you what, the only thing I, I will say this about the offense was it looked like there were some design runs for Peyton Thorne. I don't know if they were, Cole. Well, it, it was early in this game, and I was going, what? Yeah, I think one was. Okay. Uh, and – I mean, don't get me wrong. He's not a uh, he's not a Ben Leard. No offense to Ben Leard. He, ben Leard knows I love him, but Ben Leard was uh, you know he, he might have averaged uh, half a yard on, on positive plays. Uh, yeah, but he's he, he's not a, he's not a, it's not a Bo Nix. He's absolutely not a Nick Marshall or anything like that. So the only thing that I was smaller, essentially a smaller Jarrett Stidham. Jarrett Stidham was mobile. Yeah, there you go. He's mobile enough to make plays, but he wasn't a threat. He's just a little smaller than Stidham, overall stature, but he's, you know. Which is why I went, "Eh, what is that running play? Design running play for Peyton Thorne? I don't know about that. Well, especially when he took a big shot on that shoulder that first drive, he went, I'm like, get Uh down, bro. Are they setting something up? I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd say they are. One of those was was like a, a read option where he had to read the end and the guy crashed down, so he kept it. You know, so that's you 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 throw those plays in there, especially when Robbie Ashford's not in there, so you can go, okay, well, just because Robbie Ashford's not in here doesn't mean we're not going to run this, or just because Robbie Ashford's in here doesn't mean he's not going to throw it. You know, it, it it's it's a, a way to not be predictable. I think I really do believe that Hugh Freeze, Philip Montgomery are scared to death of being predictable. They they do not look like they want to be those guys whatsoever so far. So what would be obviously a win? Um, what would make you feel excuse me, what would make you feel really good or really concerned coming out of this game? Outside of a win or loss, I mean, if they, it, because it, it depends on how they win and it depends on how they lose. What, what are some things, good or bad, that if you see Saturday, you're gonna go, okay, all right, I wanted to see this, I saw a little bit, now, now, I, now I've got a little more confidence in him, or, wow, I was a little concerned, and now I'm really concerned, and that's gonna be a problem in SEC play. I know for me, I hate turnovers. Uh, from the offense, they didn't. They didn't have any this past week. You cannot go on the road against a team like Cal, presumably, uh, when the line's less than one score, and turn the football over. Uh, so if if Auburn can get through this game without turning the football over, man, that's a huge, huge um, plus. It's a huge plus, and they're probably going to be able to come out with a win. I, I feel like that, that's going to be the difference in this game. Uh, you know, I, I've got it right now, thirty-four thirty. Um, something like that. Uh, I don't want to see turnovers. I think that's what Robbie Ashford did a lot of last year that kind of brought down his stock with a lot of people, including me. Um, and on defense, I, creating turnovers, sure, but don't look like a bunch of idiots to their ground game. Like, don't give up <laughs> 300 to Cal. Don't give yeah, up 150, probably. 175, <clears throat> right? Like, don't look like a bunch of idiots on defense. Don't turn the football over on offense. 
you can come out of there and win. Yeah, to me, just leaving that stadium with a W is is the biggest thing because this is not like a take care of business game like UMass was, in my opinion. This is a you better go find a way to win because they're not as bad as they have been. I think they're a little bit better. Number two, this is we. I think you said this, Justin. If you you look down the schedule, you go, boy, if you don't win this game. What, where can you win? I mean, it's like it doesn't get any easier from here. So go survive. Survive in advance, right? Figure out how to win. I don't really care how ugly it is. I, I just think it's a weird game in general, so it's going to have some things that don't look right or maybe aren't indicative of the way you're going to play the rest of the season. Uh, I'll go the, on the other side of Jeffrey here and say you, the Havoc place that you were talking about, Justin, if you cannot create these havoc plays on defense, you're going to get torched. I think the way that the defense is set up, that's how it's going to be. Now you could do it. You got your 20% or whatever against UMass. Can you do it against a better offense? That's my question. I want to see that done. I want to see sacks. I want to see tackles for loss. I want to see a couple turnovers from the defense. I think you're in great shape if you do that. Go back to. Okay. Um, if you go back to um, the fall scrimmages and now the game, there's only been one turnover, and that was a play in which the, uh, the wide receiver fell down during a scrimmage. That's it. It's the only turnover that we've heard about in two scrimmages now in a game. That's a great sign. It's a great sign for an offense trying to find itself and trying to figure things out and get used to what this thing's going to look like. That That's a really, really positive sign. Um and so I, I agree with him on on turnovers. For me, man, it just comes down to obviously winning the game. I, I agree and I disagree with you, Cole. I, I agree with you on getting the W because I do think there's elements of of, in a, of of this matchup. And I remember talking about it even during the summer. Second game across the country, new personnel, new coaches, new everything. Just even the logistics of a trip like this can take its toll on a on an experienced program, veteran program, all that. You throw in all the newness that Auburn's got, and right out of the gate, second week, you're you're traveling to to Berkeley to play a a game that's going to kick at 9:30 Central Time. Um, I think all of those are fair points that, that I think will play a part. In, all, in in other words, those are all things that Auburn's going to have to navigate and handle that Cal won't um, outside of just a normal road game. Those are going to be some, some legitimate things that Auburn's going to have to hope to handle well Friday and Saturday in terms of resting their body and preparing to go kick at 7.30 Pacific time and not being ready before that and being rested and all that. So I do um, – that element of it, you're like, yeah, if you can just get get out of this with a W – I think for me, it's um, yeah. Zach's saying with the new, new new clock rules, if Auburn can't stop the run, then Cal's going to run it down through. I agree, and Cal's going to come out and run it. And Auburn's going to come out and run it, and they're both going to they're both going to succeed. I think both teams are going to run the football. Um, it's just um, if you give up a big play to Cal's running back, can you can you can you corral him and settle down in the second half? But that's where it is for me. It's it's Auburn's rush defense. That's where it is for me in this game. It's win the game, and then it's. What does your rush defense look like against an experienced offensive line and against a talented running back? 
if you can go show me some signs of life, if you can go show me uh, some elements where it's like, oh, there's stuff in the run pretty good. Yeah, he busted out and he made a couple of runs because he's a talented player, but more times than not, guys were where they were supposed to be. You felt like you were winning the line of scrimmage. You weren't being pushed backwards. Um, you show me some of that, I'll be encouraged because you've got a heck of a schedule in terms of offenses. I mean, look at A&M and Connor Wegman and Bobby Petrino and, of course, Georgia, Bama, LSU. You talk about K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas, Jackson Darden, Ole Miss. Um, I mean, heck, even Vanderbilt's got a talented quarterback. Like, you're not going to face an offense this year that is is some kind of offense where they're just going to run it right at you and doesn't have a lot of playmakers. And, I mean, basically, I mean, even Mississippi State goes out there and has Will Rogers, and they go out there and run for 300 yards. Like, you are not going to face an offense in this league on this schedule that isn't capable. And if you can't go out there and, and stuff the run against Cal that look pretty good, then I'm gonna I'm not going to have a lot of faith that you're going to hold outside of Vanderbilt, and even then, I'm not sure you'll hold an SEC opponent under 20 points if I don't see something from that defense against Cal that makes me that makes me really encouraged about their ability to, to disrupt. I just I, that's that to me, and to me, that's the whole team. I think the offense is going to get better and is capable. The defense has got to show me something that they can hold their own and force and 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 uh, um, you know display a little bit of dominance at times. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I mean, that would be the ideal, you know, if the defense could actually stand up and make those plays. I'm just not putting a lot of faith into it right now. But even though I'm not, I still think I still think Auburn wins this game. I, that's how good I feel about the offense is what I'm trying to say. They I really should. feel like, I feel like they are. Team? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, talent-wise, Auburn is the better team. There's no doubt about it. One yeah. other interesting thing about this game, are you, Justin, familiar with the <laughs> – Big Game Boomer Twitter account? Yeah, he sucks. Right. He, he's trying to get a rise out of everybody. I get it. Uh, but I, I did a, uh, I did like an interview with a Cal reporter about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And this reporter told me on and like on camera and off camera, he's like, he, he goes, I would not be surprised if Cal's home attendance were the worst in college football. He said, and the first game's not going to change that. He's like, California has one of the worst home attendances. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll take your word for it. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't watch California games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big Game Boomer today comes out, and, and he ranks what he thinks is going to be the loudest and quietest stadiums of week two. He's got California Memorial Stadium ranked 15th loudest because of Auburn. In other words. For, wait. For like this week? For this week. He thinks Auburn is going to make California Memorial Stadium the 15th loudest stadium in college football this week. Because of Auburn fans? Correct. Oh, he thinks that many Auburn fans will travel? Correct. Um, yeah, I, I wish I had. I do know a lot of Auburn fans that are going. I, I mean, I, I would say um, I mean, it, could, it could be 10,000. I'm not sure. But I do know, I think this is one of those trips that's been on the schedule for years now, and there's a lot of people that will make that that will make that trip. Um, I was trying to look. Here you go. So Cal's attendance, Cal's average attendance last year was 38,596. Their attendance the year before was 37,000. Their attendance, their five-year average is at 41,000. So, I mean, yeah, so you're talking about if, if you can get eight, 
if you can get 8,000 Auburn fans out there, maybe 10,000 Auburn fans out there, you're going to have a quarter of the stadium. Even if it's eight, you you, you could be pushing 20 to 25% of that stadium will be Auburn fans, and there doesn't have to be that many Auburn fans. So, yeah, I don't think crowd is going to have an impact on it. It's just familiarity of Cal playing in their home stadium and, and Auburn dealing with going across the country. Sure. But, sure. but but the crowd noise will will not be a factor. I agree. And I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Um, so I'm not too worried about that part. I, you know, in some ways it's like Auburn's going to have at least half the stadium almost. So, uh, you know, Auburn travel, travels well. They always do. They like to take advantage of games like this that don't happen a lot. So um, yeah. that'll be fun. 930, that's that's the only thing to me. 930 Central, that's, that's just weird to play in. It's got to be. It can't feel normal if you're Auburn. Right, it won't be. I mean, you'll have I've, I've I've taken a lot of trips to the West Coast, and it 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 uh, it affects you. I mean, they'll they'll get out there Thursday night, they'll sleep in, they'll practice Friday, they'll sleep Friday, they'll sleep Saturday. So like by Saturday night, they'll be a little bit accustomed. The key's going to be Saturday. They got to sleep in Saturday morning, and whatever they schedule Saturday, that's got to you've got to make sure that's scheduled where they're not doing things that. 11 and noon and then looking down up there and going, God, we still got seven hours to go. Like you got to make sure Saturday that that they understand that that's a long day and it's, it's a late night kick um, Saturday was, but I think if they can get there Thursday night, late sleep in Friday, sleep in Saturday, I think they will be okay. But plus man, these kids are young man. 19, 20 years old. They yeah. can adjust. Um, they right. can adjust pretty easily. <clears throat> What's going to be crazy is the, is the week after. The preparation coming back from Cal, I would assume they'll end that game and probably just hop on a plane, come right back. You lose, you lose hours coming up. You lose a couple hours coming to Auburn. They're going to land at, I don't know, they're going to live at twelve thirty one. I mean, they'll literally if they hop on a plane after the game, they're going to land here at, I don't know, like six in the morning. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. I doubt they're going to sit there and sleep in. I doubt yeah. they're going to go back to the room, sleep, and then use up Saturday. They got to get back. So they're going yeah. to come back. Players will be a little tired Sunday. Coaches are going to come back. I don't know. Maybe get you a couple hours of sleep and go right back up there and watch film. It's going to be a tough week leading into Sanford. It's going to take a week to adjust on the other side. I know when I played, we uh, we had some road trips to, and it's a little different. You know, we we didn't take a plane, but we took two days to get to like Virginia, Delaware. These were some trips we took after the game. Take shower, put stuff on the bus, taking it to the house. And it didn't matter what time it was. That was just the strategy. We'd take it right back home. If you, if you're driving all through the night, then you're driving all through the night. <laughs> so I don't know how they do it. Maybe that's just because I went to a small school. That's how we did it. But, um, I'm sure they'll have a little, <laughs> probably a better plan for that. Yeah. It's going to be a tough. Tough, tough few weeks for them because you, you're going to come back and you're going to be lagging there for a week trying to catch up from this road trip. And then once you get through Sanford, you turn around and you go right back on the road. Um, yeah. It's, it's going to take a minute probably for everybody to catch back up. All right. Let's, uh, what's your, what's your prediction? Let's end on some, some final predictions. What are you, what are you uh, thinking? I, I think Auburn's going to win the game, um, 42, 30, 30, one forty two thirty one. That's gonna be my score prediction. Forty two thirty one. I think Auburn fans would take that. Sure. I think, I think, I think, take that. 
I would just take a W here again. <laughs> Man, I just yeah. get out of there with a W. That's the way I say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't totally disagree. Um, yeah, I think I've just thought all week that Auburn's defense, I think, will show up a little bit. And I like, I mean, I think I like, I like what Cal can do offensively. Um, but it's not North Texas. I mean, say what you want about Auburn, but they're not North Texas. Um, right. so I, I think Auburn can go out there and run around and do some good things. I, I really think they can hold them to 24, 27 points. Um, I think if Auburn doesn't turn the ball over, the passing game should be opened up a little bit. Can they execute? Can they connect on some of these passes? We'll see. Can you can you incorporate Shane Hooks a little bit more, Rivaldo Fairweather? If Jarquez Hunter comes back and him and Damari Austin are going at it, um, Auburn's going to be fantastic running the football. So I would say, again, I'm kind of leaning 35-27. I, I kind of want to say 38-27 or even 38-24 Auburn, but that'd be pretty convincing. Two touchdowns on the road when it's a five-point spread, that yep. would be pretty convincing if you're if you're Auburn. And so I'm not sure that they win by two touchdowns, um, but I feel like I feel like they can they can top 30. So let's say 35-27 Auburn, something like that. Um, I will say, uh, I only really watched the first half of the Cal North Texas game. Somebody on the board was gracious enough to show me where the full game link was. And uh, California's kicker had a pretty easy kick early in the game and just, I mean, shanked it terribly. I don't know if that's, you know, reflective of what he is. But the one kick I've seen him take was not good. So I don't know how their kick situation is. If they're trying to get points from that, I don't know. Uh, You know, it might be uh, questionable. Yeah, and look, we Jeffrey hit it. We talked about it the other day, and and I think it could show itself. Let's let's see another game, but man, Auburn special teams could be could be a big part of this team, a bigger part than we're giving it credit for. We'll see how another game goes, but I think there's enough guys punting, kicking, punt return, kick return, all four areas where I think Auburn special teams could end up being a massive part of this team in terms of field position and making plays. Let's see if Keontae Scott can go do it on the road. Um, let's see if Brian Batty can, can break one on the road. Um, but these guys could end up, could end up being a huge part of what Auburn does this season. Yeah. For sure. All right. Let's roll Auburn Cal Saturday night, 730 West Coast kick, 930 Central kick on ESPN. Should be a lot of fun. Watch Alabama, Texas, and then roll right into Auburn Cal. We mentioned Ole Miss, Tulane plays, Colorado, Nebraska. So some pretty good games. I think that Auburn Cal game is going to be, um, really, really, really intriguing. And um, yeah. it'll be a lot of fun. Auburn tries to get their first win in the state of California in the history of the program. So it's an opportunity to make history for the, the Auburn football program. All right, let's get out of here, Cole. I am Justin. That's Cole. Go to AuburnLive.com. Make sure and check out all the football coverage, recruiting coverage, um, even some basketball news today with the release of the SEC schedule. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.